It's rare to find a silver bullet. It's usually like a bunch of lead bullets that help you achieve your goals, but I think EOS is definitely the silver bullet. I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? All right. Um, today, I'm bringing Jonathan on, my business partner, to give an update. This is, what is this? This is April. Um, the April update on the $3 million challenge. Jonathan, how many of these have we done? Have we done like three or four updates? I can't remember, but these months keep going by like weeks. So um, yeah, it's like we're definitely several months into it. Now you were approaching middle of the year as well. So uh, uh, definitely... You know the expectations are are there to like you know obviously reach our target, but uh, we're kind of running out of time as well. So definitely, <laughs> you know, uh, we have should pressure on both sides. So, yeah, you know, we could start doing is talk about like you you know our the milestones we're trying to hit, and if we're actually happening that, or if we're hitting that, that way it's like, hey, here's what we wanted to do in March. Here's what we want to do in April. Because even as I was preparing for this, I was like, crap, what did we say we did last month? And what did we say yeah. we need this month? So that, yeah. that could be something. Because even internally, we're st- like, I kind of forced us to put some due dates out there. And you gave some due dates and they're aggressive. But I, I think you've got to have that. If not, you know, what, what are you actually aiming for? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the big issue with like setting a goal, like, like um, you know, the, our goal to reach 3 million across all these different product lines is it's impossible. Like it's, it feels doable, but unless you have like these concrete like milestones that are happening every, I don't know, month or something, it's it's harder to feel like you're accomplishing it. So you're totally right. I think chunking it down, accomplishing that, declaring victory, and then moving on to the next month should definitely be the, the rhythm going forward. Yeah. Yes, or epic failure. But um, epic so, failure, yeah, yeah. so we're, we're going to try and do that at the end. I'll see what I can pull together. But first, people are like, wait, what the heck are they talking about? What is the $3 million challenge? So this is something we launched last year where um, we have a growth marketing agency called Growth Hit. And the thesis is, hey, if we're such a good growth team, why can't we grow our own stuff? So Jonathan and I are like, let's do this. This has been one of our goals is to kind of really own our own companies that we can grow. So we're working in public. And the $3 million challenge is to launch three companies and get them to seven figures. One is our agency. We've pulled that off. We're, we're, we're over seven figures the other one is a direct-to-consumer product called Handsome Chaos. It makes dry shampoo for men that is about to launch. And then the third one is the one that is the closest to launching, which we're very excited about. It is not a SaaS, not a software as a service, but a productized service called One Day Design, where we can get you a landing page in under 24 hours. So those are the three uh, companies that we have. So the agency, we've hit this milestone, so we don't report on it as much. But I think there's two things that Jonathan and I want to call out that we've done that have been big wins. And the first is we just made a very big hire for us, which is we hired a vice president of business development or sales. And the reason why this is huge is right now, for better or worse, you're listening to the head of sales for Growth Hit. And I spend so much time in Calendly on Zoom calls selling what we do. And I am very much a people pleaser. And the problem with that, when you're in the service business, I will sell my soul and I will sell myself on projects. And that is fun when I can work with clients, but that can be bad when I'm trying to 
really control my time. And the exciting thing about this role is this person could really help us one, take some time off my plate, but also not just sell, you know, a person, but sell a process. And if this works, this could be a, a huge unlock for us. So we're, we're pretty excited right now. But Jonathan, any, any comments on this hire? What really, really excites me more than anything else is we've been doing, or you've been doing sales part-time with all the other engagements and responsibilities you have. And we've managed to be this successful. Imagine if there's someone who owns it completely, does it day in, day, day, in, day out, lives and breathes it, builds the systems for it. Um, and has also has a track record where he has taken a, uh, another agency from um, something below a million to 10 million in a, in a relatively short period of time and has walked in that, that path. I mean, that's like, that's incredible. It gives me a lot of uh, hope and promise because now we have a lot of bandwidth. We have someone who's done it before and we will definitely achieve it. And then it obviously unlocks you to do many of these other projects that we're excited about. So it's a win-win across the board. And uh, We'll obviously be reporting that over other of these, like these other monthly check-ins, but it's definitely, I feel like we've, this is a, a fork in the road and I think we've made the right decision. Uh, we've chosen the right path, I feel, and uh, hopefully it will take us to where we want to. The promised land. Yes. And um, yeah. that is very true. We, um, we have been the cobbler with no shoes where we're this marketing agency that does no marketing. So you could say we're horrible at marketing ourselves. We get a lead. We're like, oh, wow, a lead came in today. How did that happen? And then they're like, oh, they want to work with us. So imagine if we were actually intentional. So um, that, that's one update. Another update is EOS. Um, so this should come out <clears throat> after I actually did an interview with Corey Wright, our EOS implementer. And EOS is the Entrepreneur Operating System, which to dumb it down, it's a framework in how to run your business. And we've been live with EOS now for four months. And I mean, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I am so bullish on EOS. And so it, it's been such a big win. I think it's worth calling that out. But Jonathan, as we've been doing EOS now for four months, what's your main takeaway? It's rare to find a silver bullet. It's usually like a bunch of lead bullets that help you achieve your goals. But I think EOS is definitely the silver bullet. It's the one thing that's put in everyone, at least on the executive team, and actually even created the executive team. There really wasn't an executive team before EOS. Uh, and it also uh, just gave us common language to work from, um, systems, a goal-setting framework, and it's been a complete game changer. I use GTD in my personal life, and I know how it changed my personal life. So having something like this for my professional life is, is just amazing. I'm super satisfied. Uh, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in paradise with all these systems. Yes, we have had the ultimate come to Jesus moment with EOS. And so now we're looking to convert everybody. Um, but it's 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 been pretty helpful. But yeah, check out that podcast with Corey Wright if you're at all interested in EOS and if it's right for you. Um, we get no referrals or kickbacks on this. We definitely should, but it's um, it's really powerful. Okay, so that's the update on the agency. Let's talk about, I think the product that's the top of mind for us is our productized service one day design. And as we're recording this, we are literally like days away from having a site live. And some things we want to hit on is what we're thinking through with the business model, what we're thinking through with a launching this, doing a soft launch and then a full launch and some things we've worked on on the, the op side. But Jonathan, do you just want to like frame it? We've done so much thinking and research around pricing. You know, you want to talk through the business model that we're really looking to settle in with the with the product. Okay, so we have a default membership um, structure. So we have a plan that we we initially created 
So it's easy for people to start using our service. Uh, we priced it at $12.99, very affordable, uh, almost like impulse level purchase, especially for a service like this. Uh, it's uh, for bootstrap founders that want to get their first landing page turned around in 24 hours. This could be for a test or promo that they're running. And then we have these two other tiers, one for uh, unlimited design, and then another one for unlimited design plus dev. Uh, as the name suggests, uh, these are for like larger teams that just want to plug and play with one day design. Uh, and then we realized that there are a lot of clients that would have, that would enjoy the, the experience of working with us, getting the designs done very fast, but may have a developer or a development team working with them that moves at a snail's pace. So they would use our final tier there, unlimited design and dev to take advantage of both us doing the design for them and then implementing it as well. And the goal here is just like trying to, or I think our thinking behind this is just trying to think of, of the, these offers uh, from the perspective of a potential client that would want to work with us and engineering it so that they get everything that they would want. Speed, one day, low cost uh, with the tiers I just explained, and then also an entire team that just satisfies all, all their, their potential issues, including dev. But that's how we're thinking about it. Obviously, these are still being validated, but so far the feedback has been pretty good and we're excited to take it to market and see how it performs. Yeah. And just so you know what we care about, we care about subscription and repeat customers, right? Because if we are in the acquisition game where people use it once for a month and churn, we've got to spend a lot of money to acquire them or find a channel that works that is very efficient. But if we're able to create a product that's really sticky or people like it, then this is magical. And what we care about is that middle tier, the unlimited design for essentially 5K. Because if we can get a little over 16 clients, we're able to hit seven figures. And that first product offering of one landing page for $12.99, the goal is really like, we're trying to go as low as we can to let people just sample it and that they like it so much. They're like, all right, let's go all in on this. But that, that's the holy grail. And we have already proven that first tier, we can sell that. It's that second tier that we're really looking to validate. And so that that's kind of the, that leads to the next thing. We've got our product, we've got the pricing. Now we're looking to validate it, right? And another thing that we're thinking through with validating is like, how can we sell this? Do we need to get on Zoom calls and close this, which we think we probably will with the higher tier? Um, or could we just on our website set up a Stripe integration and people will pay right there? I think with that lower tier, they potentially would. Because one thing to factor in is whether you have to have a salesperson or not, that totally changes the economics of this business. So we're really trying to do as much self-guided selection and, and onboarding as we can. But in the early days, we're more than down to roll up our sleeves and, and be the, the salespeople, the customer service people to just make sure we're delivering a product that, that people like. And I, as we're figuring out how we validate, for me, it's not validating that first tier. That, that's quite that's almost already been done. It's that second tier. Can we close people to pay for that? And then two, can we actually make them happy to where they use it for beyond six months? Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a big difference between the first tier and the other tiers. Uh, if we build a business around the first tier only, we would need 63 clients every single month and retain those 63 to hit the 1 million mark. Whereas if it's like the second tier or even the, the tier with dev, 
you just need 16 and 16 clients is very doable. And if we retain those 16 clients month over month, we literally have a seven figure business. So yeah, huge, huge difference. And as you said, like initially we're, you know, if we guide our, our clients or prospects as through the onboarding process, it's hands-on. I think we'd be learning so much. It'd be easier to validate the product. Uh, and we are doing that. But eventually, we definitely want to automate this process, make it almost entirely self-serve for, so we don't have to be involved. At that point, I think we're rich, literally just one step away from building a SaaS business with no human or, uh, you know, just like manual processes initially. So very excited about that. But uh, this is something that I think will take time for us to, to learn and, and report back to, uh, to you on this podcast. Yeah. And so the next question is like, all right we have the idea of how we want to validate. Now here's the big question. How do you get potential customers? So we had a meeting on Wednesday where for an hour, we just went through all of our ideas. We then quantified them based on potential traffic and conversion rate they would drive. And then we scored them on three things, impact to getting revenue, second level of effort, and third cost. And we've kind of broken it up into two categories of a soft launch, and then like a, a true launch. And with the soft launch, the main goal is just to get people in to make sure we, we can deliver value. And we do have an advantage that we have this agency with leads that can't afford our full services where we can offer this. So we have a database where we can do reach out for that. So we're doing that. Um, and we're also going to e even email some old clients um, that had smaller budgets to see if this, this works for them. Um, and actually, I tweeted out a lot of these ideas and in, in the matrix that we use, but I want to talk about one particular tactic that Jonathan and I are, are pretty fired up about. And it was actually inspired by Nathan Berry put out this content on how he was launching ConvertKit, which is an email tool. He got it to 1500 MRR, but then he just hit a wall. He couldn't grow. And he tried a lot of things that didn't work, but then one channel unlocked everything and it was direct sales. And all that means, I think that's actually a fancy term. It means just being super scrappy and doing whatever it takes in a non-scalable way to get customers. And he literally laid out his blueprint for doing that. And I kind of want to talk about the things that he did well there, um, where he talked about identifying not just niches, but like super targeted niches. He's like, I want to own every men's fashion blogger in New York to use ConvertKit. And so he would go after these niches. He wouldn't do emails, but he would get them on the phone and then he would do whatever it took to close. And for them, him, it meant spending a lot of money to transition people from their email service provider to get to ConvertKit. Um, and so that was super inspiring, especially with a product like ours, where we just want 16 clients. You don't need to do something that's scalable to hit 16 clients. But, but Jonathan, what else stood out to you in that in that um, kind of thread that he put out there with ideas you'd want to apply to one day design? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me is most people think of direct sales as like cold outreach, and I did as well. And it's like a spray and pray approach. I mean, we've all received emails being pitched uh, different services and the success rate of that is super low. But I think what Nathan Berry is doing very, that's unique and special, what makes it very effective is it's targeted uh, in specific niches that have the problems that he has because he's his own customer. He gets on calls, listens to them, uh, and then and essentially addresses the objections on the spot. I think the biggest thing that he said people were objecting about was like, 
transitioning from their current provider to his provider would be so much effort for them that they didn't want to they don't want to undertake that effort so and he proposed to do it and he literally solved that one big challenge or one big uh, conversion roadblock and he unlocked a lot of growth so that's something that we can definitely do and also just creating a, an echo chamber as jim said a men's fashion blockers in, in new york is such a small audience being known even by a few at least to that demographic feels like you're taking over the world and that's the kind of experience that we want to potentially create as well um, obviously the hard part in all of this is figuring out what those niches are and how to go about like you know uh, making ourselves known to them uh, but that is i think something we'll be reporting on i think will also yield uh, exciting results the big advantage we have even way more than nathan berry nathan berry's lowest tier i believe is 30 dollars. ours is a thousand dollars and as jim was saying we really need to just have 16 successful conversions to have a million dollar business at that middle tier. So uh, it's we're going to have um, our effort, I think, is, is definitely going to pay off uh, with even just a few conversions. So excited to, to report on this going forward. Yeah. And I don't know, I like as this like growth marketing agency, I you're kind of trying to think scalable, repeatable, you know, how do you grow? But in the early days, like you almost need to throw that out. It's just like, do whatever it takes to get those first 10 or 100 customers and almost like only embrace the, the non-scalable things. And that's something that I'm doing. And like, honestly, I don't know the parallels, but I was super inspired. I was, um, last night I was like going to watch some of my wife. She fell asleep. I was like, oh, let me watch something that she wouldn't want to watch. I was like, it's time for the Kanye documentary. I cue that bad boy up. I'm like about to go to sleep. I watch it. I stayed up for an hour later just watching it because I was like so impressed. But what was insane was like he did the ultimate like bottoms up scrappy approach when he was trying to get his first album. He literally bum rushed Rockefeller Records. He started going to everybody's offices. He already knew them because he was making beats for other artists. But he's literally going into his secretary's office. They have a CD player because it's 2000. He pops in a CD. He's like, oh, listen to this new song. And he's like rapping to her. And by the way, he's rapping a song that goes on to win a Grammy. And she's like, oh, that's cute, Kanye, but I got to take a call. And he just goes into every office playing his music because he wants to be heard and known. And he's like rapping to the secretary. One's laughing, one's like annoyed. And it's like, dang, that is impressive having that hustle where he's just like willing it to happen. It is also impressive that he had someone following him around to make a documentary for himself, which he even said is a little narcissistic. But um, I guess we are working in public. So this is our own little like mini documentary. So um, I don't know. I thought that was super impressive to see how he got started and got his break. Absolutely. And I think one thing we may have in common with him is he just needed one person to say yes to him to be successful. We need 16 people to say yes to us at $5,000 a month. And we are at a million dollar business. So it's we don't need a lot to be successful. Like a few yeses here and there with these efforts um, will definitely get us there. And as you're saying, like the soft launch, uh, all those options initially will be unpaid. There'll be high effort where we will need to learn and talk with our customers. But I think it's definitely doable. And uh, hopefully we'll have a successful output by Kanye as well. Right, dude. Let's do an iconic reads where we break down the Kanye documentary and talk about the parallels <laughs> to to business and startups. I think that's a great idea. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All right, all right. game on. Um, all right. So to put our feet to the fire, so when we come back in May and talk about one day design, what are the milestones? <laughs> what what should have happened before we talk next month so we know this is a success? 
So by next month, we will do a soft launch. And by, by soft launch, I mean um, essentially crossing off the lists. Um, like we have a database, uh, people who've declared intent to work with Growth Ed. Um, Jim has an email list as well that I'm sure you're all a part of. And then there's also um, like the direct sales, Nathan Berry approach, also old clients. So these are the things that we can initially maximize on soft launch. And that's what we hope to accomplish before May. Our operations has already been built out. We have a team ready to go. And then clients from that, I think, will help us get at least well on our way. Again, like 16 is really the goal with that middle tier. So I think we will we will have some traction by that point that we can hopefully talk about. Jonathan, you are skirting the question. I need some hard numbers. So I'm hearing soft launch. <laughs> How many customers will we have before we talk next? We will have five customers oh my at, um, let's say, I think we'll be close to 30K MRR at that point. Uh, a month into a launch, I think that's a very aggressive, but very doable. And I like it. Okay, so five customers, 30K MRR, heard it here first. I, I wrote this down, so it is documented. Um, yeah. All right, and then um, anything else on one day design? No, um, I actually have never felt this confident about any product or company launch that I've ever been part of, but this is uh, really exciting. I think we have everything in place, the team, uh, everyone is excited and uh, hope to report only good news from this point forward. So what, why the, are you so confident? Because the infrastructure already exists. The demand exists. We speak to the potential clients for this kind of service. We know what they want and we built our offer around it. And then from an operations perspective, the muscle has been built over years. So it's not like we launched this yesterday and decided to build the operations on the fly. It's it's there. It's tried and tested. So like the components are there. Now it's about like driving customers to this and seeing how they respond. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. All right. So the last one is Handsome Chaos. This is our men's grooming product for dudes with long hair that don't want it to be oily. And so we're doing this, doing a prototype. I'm like embarrassed to say how long it's since of August last year, but after I believe 14 iterations, they sent a product and I was like, holy smokes, this works. This is fantastic. We've had Angela and her husband test it. They say the same thing. Um, so now I'm ready to go to market with this, but we have to make some tough decisions. What is our minimum order that we want to make? And what I'm trying to figure out is, how much should we invest in that first order? Um, do we do three grand, five grand, 10 grand? And then the second thing is we make this order. How much of it do we want to be profitable to then make that next order? And those are things that I'm trying to figure out to figure out the budget because we already have the site built. How much can we invest in marketing, but it still leaves enough money to make that next order? And so that's some math that I'm figuring out. The second component is, Here's the good and bad of this business model. The good is high repeat purchase rate, low return rate because it's a, a grooming like cosmetics pro product as opposed to shoes or jeans. We have a lot of fit and size issues. But here's the bad part. This price point is 30 bucks a product. Um, we have some um, retail fashion companies where their average order value is $400. Oh my gosh, I love that. And so what makes me nervous with a $30 product is our cost to acquire them. If we're just looking at that first purchase, it's like under 10 bucks on what I want to spend. And that can be a death sentence if you're doing paid acquisition. So what I'm trying to figure out or we're trying to figure out is how can we increase our average order value? So we don't just sell one product, but we sell 
bundles or bulk buying, or do we get into subscription? And so that's a part of the experiment that I that we're thinking through. And then finally, in addition to figure out how do we get the average order value up with bundling and other options, what is our option for growth where we're not just dependent on paid acquisition? Because we're very good at paid acquisition, but that's also with other people's money. And it's usually other venture capitalists' money. And so um, we're going to be doing paid acquisition, but I'm, I want to be profitable uh, sooner rather than later because we don't have the deepest purse strings. And so that's kind of the, the, the deepest pockets. That's where my head is at right now as we're trying to wrestle with all of this. But um, beyond that, anything else you want to add on the handsome chaos? Yeah, as you were saying that, I was actually getting a lot of ideas. And I was just wondering, like, what consumer products am I subscribed to? Because subscription, I feel like, is a huge ask, right? It's, it's a commitment. Think of like companies like Curology. I've been subscribed to Curology for at least two years now. And then like um, Scentbird, which they send you fragrances every month as well, and a few others. And I think what makes these interesting is they sell their products in small quantities and you need to constantly replenish it. And the only way to do that is with these monthly or bi-monthly drops that the company does. So by default, you subscribe because you're running out of product. And I felt that that was very interesting. And they, they, uh, I think that's just worth studying, like the funnels and just how they treat their customers, the size of their products, the, how they message, I think is something worth looking into. But there's definitely a lot to learn. I now definitely say subscription is the way to go. Increasing not just average order value, but lifetime value uh, of these customers should definitely be the goal. And if you have a product that does the job and you identify the right demographic that needs it, it's a no-brainer. People are going to stick around. The churn on these is relatively low in those scenarios. So the thing that I think through, if we go the subscription path, we we also have to have a trial or a, a free trial or a sample because before anybody commits to subscription, like, wait, does this even work? Let me test this. So really we have, we would then get them for three months. They pay for just two of the three. We give them the first one free. So all in, it would cost 30 bucks a product, which would be $90 over three months, but we give them one for free. So really it's just 60 bucks. So we could essentially get the 60 bucks up front. And then we figure out how we want to ship it to them if it's month by month or send them bulk orders. But yeah, maybe, maybe that's what we do. But we're going to be doing some big swing experiments on that to see how we can get that average order value up. Yeah, another option is like the the $1 tier, I'm sorry, the $1 free trial where you get the little like satchel of the uh, of the product just to try out. That one, the whole point of that is you get your credit card in their system, but then it also says after seven days, they're going to ship you your first product. So the $1 is really for that small product that you've purchased. Uh, you'll cover shipping as well. But then in seven days, they get their first product shipped unless they cancel. And then you go from there. So that's a much easier onboarding, like trying something for $1. It's like a no-brainer. I'll try it just to try it. And if people are impressed with the product and you're confident with the product, those people stick. They get their first shipment seven days later uh, of a larger product. And then they become uh, subscribers after that. But that's, that's something to think about. So on that seventh day, we, we have their credit card information. They've already opted in. So you automatically charge and ship. Is yeah. that the setup? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seven days, you charge and ship. You send them their first product. Again, these the size of the product would have to match the subscription period. Like Curology yeah. does it every other month. So they give you enough just for two months. And as you're reaching the end, they send you a new one. So mm-hmm. um, 
these and like there are a lot of these like roman uh, get hims or get hers mm-hmm. i think a few other products that kind of have this kind of funnel um and the best part is once you get a subscriber now you can start other product lines that are somewhat related to this initial product that you have for them mm-hmm. because you understand your demographic you understand their needs new product lines emerge from that more values being added it becomes stickier and then now you have a proper business yeah well we're gonna have to it'll be interesting to share all of those experiments that we put out there and so to put my put ourselves on line with handsome chaos the goal before we talk next week is to actually put in that order and to write write the check to get the product so we'll keep an update on that but that's that, that's a fun one but um well cool well Jonathan, anything else on the three million dollar challenge no i'm still uh kind of surprised we're tackling all these projects simultaneously we have already uh, have a lot on our plate but quite frankly i'm surprised at how successful we've been as well which is i think uh an amazing muscle to have be working on many projects and still executing on everything so that's uh, hopefully we'll only have good things to report going forward yeah we didn't even mention the course and the template that we're trying to launch yeah. so um that, could, that. <laughs> yeah, that could be for the next episode um cool yeah. man well Jonathan, thanks bud awesome thank you jim today's episode is brought to you by no one yep we have zero sponsors I haven't reached out to any companies, nor would I expect a reputable brand to give me money. But I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. Growth Hit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, Growthit has perfected a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups that have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out growthhit.com. And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman.